pop culture questions only one podcast knows. Nerds that know. Rated R. Hello, universe. We are back on a Thursday instead of a Wednesday, unless you're listening to the recorded show, in which case you don't fucking care what day we record, as long as we record. Uh, With us tonight, we have uh, the incomparable tank, proprietor of Nox Nostalgia Collectibles, uh, my younger brother, and all-around pain in my tuckus. But he married my sister to get rid of, so I don't have to deal with her. So that works. I was going to say, I made your life easier. This is true. And you provided me two absolutely beautiful nieces, one of which has decided she's going to marry Mark. The older one. I've figured. Uh, Also with us tonight is King Goon, back from his uh, incepted travels down to Texas. Uh, He'll be out in Boston next week. Yeah, Boston next week, and then San Diego the week after that. So we may or may not see him over the next couple of weeks because he'll be out for uh, alcohol tasting tours for work, actually. He has to go all around the country and try booze hall and get paid for it. That's a hell of a job if you can get it. So sad. I am literally <laughs> the luckiest man on the face <laughs> of the earth, can I just tell you. And I've seen his wife. He's not lying. <laughs> that's, nice. the big, that's the biggest reason. <laughs> the job thing is a bonus. Get paid to drink and a nice and a good yeah. wife. There you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> and a smoke show for a wife. Also with us tonight, we have Gold Dagoon, my fiance, soon to be husband, and he deals with all of my crazy bullshit. We started off the show by saying, hello, universe. We need to say... Hello, Metaverse. My apologies. Has that switch actually happened yet, or are we still waiting on that? We're still waiting on that. Or Multiverse. I I could have said Multiverse. Either way. That's probably, yeah. And we didn't really greet the Goon Squad. We're not the Goon Squad anymore when we're on this. We're just King Goon and Goldagoon. I mean, you're the Goon Brothers. Yeah, the Goon Squad watches. Yes. Uh, Oh, and hi, I'm Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Yes, the Goon Squad does watch, and we do love uh, producer dipshit uh, from My Brother's an Idiot and Emilty uh, in Central Command. New episode coming soon. So we will have you want to poke the bear, King Goon, uh, (laughs) at the end of the evening, end of the show. Uh, But yeah, definitely the Goon Brothers, no matter where you are. We went to the Avs game last night, and as we're leaving post-hat trick, uh, the boys are gooning uh, all the way down the, the walkway to the cars. I believe yeah, that, that made it on TikTok, didn't it? That, that made it on TikTok. Yeah, that's right. It was our first collaborative I tag you in TikTok. <laughs> and now I have no hat. <laughs> you were so excited about the no hat thing. The first time I've ever been able to throw my hat on the ice for a hat trick. 
So it was, I've never been that close. I've never been close enough, never been close enough and not behind a net. There's a very specific place on either side of the ice where you can actually do that because, you know, from the corners basically around the goal to the other corner, there's that net because pucks fly just nonstop. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So So I got to tell you, there was a funny story circling the web today. And not about the Chick-fil-A thing, because that was pretty funny, too. That but funny. the uh, I guess the one of the, the two other guys that scored two goals in the game after Nate got his um, had a very serious conversation about if they were to get the 10th goal of the game because the, the fans were calling for it. Mm-hmm. Said, do, do, they, do any of them have any hats left for us? Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the reasons why they didn't score the goal, because they were just like, we wouldn't get any hats. Nate got them all. Yeah, I think it was uh, Obey Kubel who said something yeah. in the post game presser. It's like, I didn't want to do it. There weren't any hats left. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that was a really serious conversation. Yeah. It's hilarious. So, so funny. When we left the game last night, I actually did some, some Googling to figure out where the definition of hat trick or the whole thing originally came from. And it comes from cricket. So, yeah, right. cricket to uh, uh, a hat shop in Toronto. Well, it's cricket to football. Oh, right, right. No. I'm not well, American football. Regular I was say, football. Is that, you know, football, with international football. And then yeah. in the twenties, it was a hat shop in Toronto, and in the thirties, it was a hat shop in Chicago. But it was really funny because, you know, on the car in to the car on the way home, she's like, "Where's Hatcher come from?" I'm like, you know what? I have no idea. <laughs> So as soon as we got in the car, she was furiously Googling that shit. <laughs> Good thing we all carry computers in our pockets. Yeah. Which are 4,000% more powerful than the computers we had in grade school. Correct. Very true. That might be an underestimation. I did not. I mean, we had a computer well, at especially that house in, my case. in grade school. But, like, we didn't have, like, school computers until I was in high school. Oh, we did. They were like the old DOS running Macs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I actually learned basic. <laughs> what point mm-hmm. my life. Okay, we had that at home. <laughs> like we had like with, with the, the blinking green screen oh, yeah, yeah. and like the whole bit. I learned how to make snake. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> you know, we had then- my favorite computer game of all time. We had on that computer. It was the Winter Olympics. And it was keyboard and a um, and a joystick, right? And you have to like furiously push all of the buttons and spin to get a perfect sit spin in the ice skating. It was a thing. That just reminds me of the power pad and track yeah. meet, where yeah. you would just cheat and use your. You, we would, you know, because the the original Super Mario game, if you bought the Duck Hunt track meet power pack, came with the the gun, mm-hmm. and it came with the, the pad, but you would cheat because you would just stick a chair in front of you, and then on the triple jump, you used to do use the chair to stand up and just your feet are still on the ground, but not on the pads, and you'd land real quick, try not to fault out. So the original track and field video game, when you did the 100 miles or the 100-yard sprint, you had to hit the two buttons back to back. So we had that in our high school cafeteria and you would lay a pen over your fingers like this and you would 
pen would hit one button and pen would hit one button here and you would hit this just and just as soon as you let it go it would hit the other side and that's how you cheated the game you're old i, I know i also remember you and i when i had that house in albuquerque so this is 96 yeah. 97 we would we played the original quake on dial up Yes, la- lagged incessantly for hours. Oh man! And then when, <laughs> this was back in the day because it was dial-up internet, and you mm-hmm. had to connect via long distance. And you lived in Albuquerque, and I lived in just you know up the street at Central Command. When we got that first long distance bill, <laughs> our mother shit a literal goddamn <laughs> brick wall. It was like a two hundred dollar <laughs> fucking phone bill. <laughs> We played Quake for like four hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, back when the long distance was, you know, like, don't call before seven. Yep. Yeah. Don't call after nine. Right. Yeah. It's the same thing on the cell phones. Uh-huh. And text messages were free. Yeah. And then you could like choose five people. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's like. Oh, you had your circle. Yeah. Yep. I have five siblings. <laughs> so which one, one of those, am like, I throwing one? out? <laughs> I never had a question about who it was going to be. I think I could guess. Uh, but it was definitely one of those, if I needed to let all of the siblings know something, I would call one or text one and then say, pass it down the chain because I don't have that other person in my circle. So, weird shit. Carry okay. On. So, <laughs> while we are in the 80s and 90s, uh, let's go ahead and talk about Willow. A movie from, what was it, 83, I think, is when the film originally came out. Sounds about right. Somewhere in there. It was right yeah. before I was born. I remember that. <laughs> oh, screw you guys. 88. Oh, right after I just remember being very wee when it was out. Yes, you were quite wee. Wee. Yeah. Uh, I do remember I, I've always loved that movie. Mad uh, Mad again, you idiot. You know. mm-hmm. uh, and the brownies are little assholes. Just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Disney Plus. Hmm? Did you say I'm racist? <laughs> Sorry. Just what was it racist in that area? <laughs> this is true. <laughs> yeah. Plus, you had Val Kilmer with the long hair. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy who played Wicket was the main character. Yeah, Warwick Davis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was, was Wicket W. Warwick, although he never was really named. Wicket? Yeah. <laughs> they never called him by name. Well, and then he was also Professor Flitwick and Grip Hook in the Harry Potter series. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, um, but Disney Plus is doing a spinoff of this movie. Uh, we're not sure if it's supposed to be a sequel, a story that's happening simultaneously, or anything really other than it's happening in the willow universe it's a willow side quest (laughs) with an npc (laughs) 
because these are characters we haven't heard of before. <laughs> so how do we know it's Willow? Because that's the name of the show. Uh, but they've right. announced some of the casting and the big deal um, on the, the news front right now is that Talisa Garcia is a uh, transgendered actress and is the first transgender to be cast by Disney in a Lucasfilm production. Now, I I think it's cool that they're announcing it and trying to get some press and, you know, it's 2022, so you've got all of the gender equality and all that kind of fun stuff, which, you know, I'm all about. Um, but <clears throat> I will say that it is kind of an odd announcement because we don't know if there's actually ever been another transgender. Um, it says openly transgender. Openly tra- okay, right. cool. Openly. So they, they yeah. made the specification. Yeah, there yeah. is a specification that this is the first openly transgendered yeah. actress. Yeah, they made sure to specify. Openly. As you guys know, Goldagoon does not read. <laughs> this is true because he doesn't know how to. I am illiterate. <laughs> Completely fully, illiterate. Yeah, fully aware. You should see how he writes. It's even worse. I have. Hey. I know. I know. You but, do the same thing. <laughs> oh, no, yours is worse. You got that shake, dude. Well, uh, the the uh, toaster children, Crouton and Crumb, are firmly convinced that Gold Goon does not know how to read. Yeah, and the four-year-old has actually offered to try to teach him, even though... Uh, Crouton also does not know how to read quite yet. Yeah, <clears throat> I have them convinced. <laughs> the thought like Michaela's arm got broken by the rock. Right. Yeah, that's another story for another day. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so, first openly trans actress to be put in Lucasfilms by Disney, and there's also they're also making that distinction. So Disney has worked with transgendered people. Lucasfilm has worked with transgender people, but now they are doing it together with an openly trans actress. And uh, this character or this actress plays a queen. So not just like a, a side character who, who happens to be in it. It's an ironic choice of character. Like I, I appreciate the hustle. But this is kind of like in sports when they create a category for a record just to create one. This, yeah. This is a little bit like <laughs> Michael Sam got drafted, right? Yeah, this is the the, the the most yards thrown in a losing playoff game in the third <laughs> quarter. Like, okay, I mean, all right. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy for that person. But I'm, this is just... You know I'm sure Making there's a category of Georgia that um, are very upset about it. Oh, I'm sure. There are, are a bunch of people in the South, you know, Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's not a huge role, but she's a queen. She's openly trans, and it's a big deal for Disney. Um, yeah. You know, because I'm- back when Willow originally came out, uh, having somebody who was openly trans in a major role would not have been a thing. Shoot, back in the day, you couldn't even really be openly gay in that era. Yeah, in 88, 88, that was a way different time. 
There's way a reason why, different time. There's a reason why Zorro the Gay Blade is, you know, we lo- we all love that movie. But there's a reason why it was not a big movie. It's because it kind of got swept under the rug a little bit because of oh, yeah. the Back Oakley then, if you were gay, you are just called androgynous. Yeah, right. Or many other things that we're not going to repeat. Yeah, there were. <laughs> oh, no. Well, you, you get called a lot worse, but I'm saying if you got accepted into main media, you were just androgynous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> This is well okay. before, you know, yeah. the Eddie Izzards of the world. I respect stretching, the hell out of that guy. Stretch, for a stretching lot of those boundaries. Oh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> the things that it. man can do in heels is so impressive. I'm just saying that the guy ran that fucking marathon thing that he did. No, well, I mean, not not marathon. he's run like a hundred marathon. <laughs> yeah. That's all he does anymore is run a marathon. The door opened. They're going to think I have a ghost. <laughs> Actually, I thought it was one of your children. Yeah, Thanos, get out of here! <laughs> oh, it was the dog. <laughs> dad, 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 dad. And then did the, the dog, dog just did the, the dog, dog just close the door? The no, that was Steph. <laughs> <laughs> He's not that trained yet. That is a fantastic job by you, sir. You got to teach me how to do that, right? I'm working on it, man. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm hoping. Well, as it is tonight, to keep Sandy from jumping all over us like she did last week, I filled her puzzle with peanut butter and dog treats. Oh, there you go. So that'll keep her busy for a little while. Did you freeze it so make it so she can just no the entire uh, thing of peanut butter? Last minute, like shit. Okay, I should just fill her puzzle real quick. Mm -hmm. But we got her uh, this four-level spinning puzzle. For Christmas. Oh, she loves it. Yeah. That's awesome. It came with these little uh, white bones that you're supposed to, like, put over the different cavities of the puzzle to uh, make it harder. Because then she has to remove something as well as spin something. Which means she just eats them. Yes. No, they got she they, just can eat those. Yeah. They, they, they got eaten very quick. They, like, they, they made, lasted less than two hours. They are made for much less durable dogs, you know, the West Highland Terriers of the world. Mm. Yeah, our dog is a chewer, <laughs> yeah. but only on the things that she's allowed to chew on or, your or underwear. underwear. <laughs> yeah, I'm still working on that don't chew on things you're not allowed to because he will chew a hole through absolutely anything. You know those, like, super durable, well, supposedly... The fire hose toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not as bad. They're not that durable. He tore it up in less than 10 minutes. Yeah. Matt and I'm I like, know from experience. That like, that did not, not work at all. That did not <laughs> we need to get Thanos one of the, the yellow stick ropes. Yeah. Or the Damn It Michelle. Yeah. Damn It Michelle's lasted a while. Hmm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. Thanos is also like a year and a half younger than her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. eight months. Yeah. He'll grow out of it. He'll grow out of it. Rocky has one of those. Ours hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? One of those super thick rubber dog bones. I'm hoping that'll last. Yeah. You know. So okay. Uh, moving on from from puppy training. Uh, let's stay with with Disney Plus. The Adam Project's uh, star, whose name I cannot remember. He was the little Ryan Reynolds fan. Walker, um, Walker, Walker Scobell. There you go. I was going to say uh, Walker. It has Texas been Ranger. cast 
to be Percy in the upcoming Disney Plus series, Percy Jackson uh, and the Olympians. Now, love the books. Please, they've got to be better than the movies. Those books are awesome. Yeah, I, I did enjoy great. the books. At least the Olympian series. I haven't read the like following three series, but... I have not either. Olympians was really cool. Yeah, I enjoyed the heck out of it. That movie sucked. Yes. Yes. I actually yeah, think they made the second one. Yeah, they made it. Yeah, maybe two. that's just a Mandela thing in mm-hmm. my brain. No, they I, made know, two. I remember the first one. I don't remember the they second made two. one. Okay, so they did do two. Oh, okay. Wow. But they were they were the first one was actually better than the second one. Oh yeah. Which says I mean it's it, it was less worse. Yeah. And I you saw know, them both. Like like the first one was a good D minus and the second one was like an F minus. Oh, that's you know, not encouraging. Neither are passing grades, but you know, with a D, he can still play sports. I say D's get degrees still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, God, unless that it's the last part of one your came core. out almost ten years ago, Jesus. Oh. Yeah, but they're they're apparently doing a complete reboot of the entire series. They're turning it into an actual TV series, or you know, uh, Disney Plus streaming series. Which, as we learned when Netflix took on um, series of unfortunate events, is a better so, way to do it. Exactly. When you have a really great book structure, turning it into a multi-part miniseries allows you to really tell the story, rather than jamming an entire book into an hour and a half or whatever it was. Exactly. So. Uh, actually posted on our page earlier this week uh, were the top 20, I think it was, um, best and worst uh, book adaptations. So, and uh, Series of Unfortunate Events was actually listed as both. Because the Jim Carrey movie tries to fit all three books, or four books, whatever it was, multiple books, into it's a lot one. of books. You're right, because every of the two-hour like episodes... Yeah. yeah. Anyways, they try to fit everything into one movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus the Neil Patrick Harris um, series of unfortunate events, which is very true to the books and did a great job. And even when Netflix approached the cast and we're like, hey, let's keep doing this. This is a hit. They all said, fuck off. We're out of source material. We're not doing more. Yeah. Well, yeah you don't need to. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it yeah. alone. Yeah. Not um, everything needs yeah. a fucking sequel. But we'll see what happens with, with Percy Jackson now that they're going to be able to do the same thing of, you know, longer ep- you know, longer time to tell the story. You know, one season could be one book. Plus, so we'll I get multiple series out of that, too. Yeah, Pretty absolutely. Easily. That's good. I would like to know what the top 20 were for book adaptations, because I'm having trouble thinking of 10 good book adaptations. Um, I'm trying to find the list, and I can't find it. 
honestly, there I think there were only like five or six that were good book, book adaptations. Ooh, okay, that makes sense. I was like, I'm, I'm having um, trouble. Actually, hitting. the 1989 Dune was listed as a bad adaptation of Dune. Sting and yes. Captain Picard. I'd agree yep. with that. It's for an adaptation. It is absolutely dreadful on its own. It is a acid fueled spectacular. I was going to say it's a passable <laughs> drug addled movie. Oh yeah, and if you get a chance to watch the full length version that they only release every now and again, that three and a half hour where you just get more Patrick Stewart and a little bit more background stuff, it's really good. That like, sounds. Compare it to the source material. It's so. So bad. I, uh, modules is like what? What are you doing, dude? That yeah. No. Um, I am legend is listed God's as on. one of the the worst ones, saying that uh, the only thing similar to the movie uh, from the movie to the book is the title. <laughs> well, good. that's yeah. because it was based off of Omega Man. Yeah. Yeah, so. It wasn't actually based on the book. I know they tried to say that, but it was based on Omega Man. Yes, but they tried. If, if you take it as face value, this is based on a book. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's based then, on an older it, movie. Well, then it's shit. It, then Starship Troopers has to be on that list on one side <clears> or the other. Actually, it's not on the list. Because that oh, is it's, a it's Robert so, Heinlein book. That it is, is completely so different than the movie. Yeah, so <laughs> far removed. Yeah, but that movie is—I mean, it's actually an anti-Nazi movie, correct? <laughs> With the same name, yeah. <laughs> and Denise Richards. <laughs> but it—I mean, I—I I rather enjoyed that particular movie just because of, it was. So I didn't like Star it. Was, it was a fun watch. It was a good campy sci-fi mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some, yeah. Weird, awesome. some weird and political Neil attachments. Oh yeah, oh, and Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, Neil Patrick Harris. Yep. And uh, <coughs> Van Deem. <laughs> We've had two NPH um, mentions already. Hashtag NPH. I love him. I love him so much. You know who wasn't in Starship Troopers, though? Matt? Well, who's that, Mark? Joe Don Baker. You, you can't drop inside jokes from a podcast that hasn't fucking dropped yet. <laughs> I can do what I want. It's called <laughs> you. you can, but no one else gets it, you giant jabroni. Yeah, but that's good because it'll drive them to listen to the podcast <laughs> yeah. and figure out what the fuck he's yeah. talking about. Who the fuck is Joe Don Baker? It's like one thing, he ain't Ralph Thompson. <laughs> I see it. Oh, oh, she's oh, not distracted she anymore. Is. She's done with the peanut butter. There she is. No. I don't like cat. Dude, cat does not like you. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Sam. I'm still trying to find this damn list. Carry on. <laughs> I can send it to you because I actually have it saved on my phone. Oh, do you? Yeah, send it to me. I'm super interested. I okay. would too. I'm having trouble thinking of stuff. All right, hold on. Uh, go ahead and talk Moon Knight while I pull this up. Oh, uh, yes. Moon Knight. Nice. Yes. Second episode. We uh, we will discuss the third one next week to give people a chance to watch it as it yep. just came out 35 seconds ago. Um, <clears throat> it came out yesterday. I watched it last night. Yeah, that was cool. 35 seconds. Let's talk about two first. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
That's how we work here, sir. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the second one was really good, I thought. Um, you know, you get a lot more of the backstory, obviously. Um, Oscar Isaac, every He's time I brilliant. don't think he can get any better as Mark Spector slash Stephen Wright, he just Stephen blows Grant. my mind again. The guy is just unbelievable. Stephen I, Grant. Stephen, yeah, Wright. Stephen Wright's a comic. Thank you. Sorry. You're welcome. You're welcome. I love the that we got Mr. Knight. The guy is unbelievable. Yeah. I love that we got Mr. Knight. It's not a direct one-for-one one from the comic books, but it is so cool how they did it. Right. Yeah, I, and it I, was, and I like I, I was surprised they did it so soon, right? I, I thought maybe we get a little yeah. bit more just a little bit more of just you know the the monotone single note like this is the costume and yeah and but I can see where they're going with it, right? They're they're you know, it, if the costume is manifested um by Mark, then it's Boon Knight, and if it's manifested by Steven, then it's Mr. Mr. Knight, yeah. yeah, so it's I love that. He told me I needed a suit. I love that the suit is the interpretation of the the person currently controlling the body. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, it, it was right. a cool reference, and it was a cool reference back to the comic books, but it was also uh, they needed to have a little bit of humor just because it's been so dark with the, the mental, you know, everything going on in Steven's brain. They needed oh, yeah. to have a light moment to kind of break it up. And I, I thought that was not only that, but then gave us comic book nerds something to think about, too. And we got, I think, for the first time I've ever seen it in any good versus evil story, we got a guy that they're trying to convince, with Harrow trying to convince him to turn over to their lifestyle and live their ways. The first time I've ever heard it, I was like, but you guys killed children? Right. I can't do that. Like, right. That's the first time I've ever heard anyone say, it's like, wait, you kill children? No. Uh, no. <laughs> you know, and he's just like, everybody here is okay with that? Yeah. You know, it's a total utopia. Here's this, and you've got food, and there's a waterfall over there that's really peaceful, and we're all singing Shanana. And wait, and we're, guys- we're learning Mandarin. Yeah. <laughs> you say Mandarin, Finnish, and French. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I did find it interesting where he was like, you guys speak Chinese? It's not Chinese. It's Mandarin. Mm. I, I like what they're doing. Dialect, in, but yes. They're they're taking Harrow and they're not to, I mean, it's two totally different characters, right? But they're out Thanosing Thanos because Thanos was, hey, this is what it has to be because if we don't remove half of the people in the universe, there's going to be severe problems. This that was his mo. We got to kill half the people, and so then everyone can live in peace. That's the whole thing. And they took that to level eleven with Harrow because he's just like it's the way it has to be. You know, it, it, we want peace, and this is the way it's going to be. And yeah, yeah people going to die. Like kids, yeah, we got to get rid of evil no matter what. Right, and he's absolutely. The, the choice of Ethan Hawke in that role has been um, brilliant. I mean, I applaud everything yeah. that I've done with it. Um, he brings that its entirety in this show. Mm-hmm. The nice part about Marvel, the lesser known Mar- Marvel superheroes, is most of those people actually get supervillains that are um, even better than the stories that the character, the, the heroes are trying to tell. So mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, 
Joker's got some things. Riddler, Penguin, you know, all these guys. That, That's they, not MCU. Well, I know. I'm just, I'm comparing the two. Okay. Yeah. So the the, the Marvel the Marvel supervillains are are much more. You know, they they have a good reason for thinking what they're thinking. You know, and it, it's it, there's a lot of duality to it um, that is built into all of these villains. You know, Thanos. Um, the uh what's the the robot killmonger yeah killmonger. Oh, ultron, ultron. ultron ultron you know no. all these all these bad guys all have some they want to do the right thing but they're not seeing it because they're on this this particular mission and so there's a lot of duality and the same thing goes for moon knight's character as well i mean there's the duality of do i really have to kill these people there's actually kind of a three-way thing going on is you know steven struggles with it and Mark struggles with it because of his wife. And, you know, the, the Egyptian god thinks he's doing the right thing, but he's really just murdering a lot of people. There's a lot of the, the nice part about Marvel bad guys and good guys is there's a lot of, you know, you can take one side or the other. It's kind of fun. Yeah, there's, there's depth to it, and right? There's DC tends to be a lot of black depth. and white. Yeah, it, it's either really good and punch things or psychotic and just want to blow things up. Just right. some because some people just want to watch the world burn. I, well, I, and that's that's that, one that of the might be that... like the theme of how DC does it. Right. And that's <laughs> because the they just want to blow shit up. And that's it, one of the it, things that Marvel is great at, you know, especially with the lesser known ones. You know, like Deadpool has made an awesome Thing because of his backstory and how everything's going on, and he's constantly fighting with every all of his demons, and you know, just all of them really have that kind of duality nature where you can pick the good, you can pick the villain, and still, you know, that you're rooting for the villain. And yeah, you can even have like something like Ghost. With other comic book fans about it, even someone like Ghost from Ant Man, where you're kind of like yeah. you feel bad for her because she didn't do anything to cause yeah. what happened. She's trying to exactly. There's not really a one way to look at it because the Scarlet Witch is doing this to protect her family, but at the same time, she's absolved, absorbed all these other, you know, it's a, the, the whole thing is that's, that's the way it's built around is not, there's not really a good guy or a bad guy. They make it out that way. And you can see a true um, antagonist and protagonist, but it, there's there's a lot of dual natures to every single character. I love the depth. See, it reminds me of actually something that happened in pro wrestling a few years ago, where they started talking about the Miz as the heel that makes good points. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the stuff he was talking about, it's like, yeah, that is kind of fucking stupid. Yeah. That- <laughs> <laughs> It's the bad guy that makes a good point. Like you're not fucking wrong. I get it. Okay, you're not wrong. You just can't do that. It's like like Jericho 2.0. Exactly. It's like you're not wrong. We get it, but you can't do what you're doing. All right. So let's see what else we got. Um. All right, Halo. Love it. We've had more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Two and three, I guess four came out also, but that was yesterday, wasn't it? Well, that no, was small day. Yeah. yeah. Believe me, I tried to watch it last night. <laughs> but I just couldn't I like, unspin after the game, so I was like, what else am I going to watch? I like the direction they're going with it. There's a There's been a lot of people arguing about this 
taking the story out of canon and stuff like that. But I'm like, we don't know what the canon to the story is. Right. We haven't gotten to that yeah, point. This, this is all very yeah. pre. This is all happening prior to what we know from the video game series. Right. And we if don't you know. go back to Halo, Halo War Evolved, the, he was yeah. the only Spartan left. And at that point, he was kind of like an out, you know, an out of date thing. And so you're getting the backstory on why they call him the demon and all this other stuff, but it predates the video games. Well, and even if you're talking about Reach, like there that was the last of the last defense was right. Reach. And this well, is all happening way before that's even an option. Yeah, it's like friggin' Coruscant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're seeing what's happening on Coruscant before it got blown up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I like what they're doing with it. I like that they're humanizing this super soldier and you're kind of getting to understand why that had to happen for him. Yeah. And that, that's a that's a good story to tell. Like, why did this guy go on, become who he became? I'm, I'm really interested to know, though, from somebody who has no background on the video game, didn't play the video game or the mainline series, what they think of it with no source material in mind. Yeah. Where are you coming? Uh, I'm actually really enjoying the story and the, the characters and the way that they're, they're really developing. Uh, we did not finish episode two in one sitting because it just got to be too late and I was falling asleep on the sofa. So when we went to go finish it, Episode three just started automatically because, you know, Paramount Plus does that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I was kind of going, wow, I thought we didn't have that much longer left in that episode. Then I realized we had just watched an entire another episode because it just it flows. It's not disjointed. Oh, yeah. Every episode leads into the next episode as opposed to some shows where it's just very episodic. Yeah, you get time travel. This yeah. is almost a mini series in my mind, you know. And interested to see what's going on. Um, I do think that was it Halsley, Halsley, yeah, whatever. Um, is a conceited. See you next Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, I, I prefer extraordinarily driven. Um, I don't because. Not that I have anything against the characterization that you just used, right? I just, I, I don't know that because it, it, it's almost as if all she wants is to find the thing. And that's the one, whatever that thing is that she's driven to do, that's what she's going to do. And she's going to do everything she can to do it. And it's, she's got the right motives. She's trying to, you know, advance and help mankind, but. And she's like, well, but maybe we can figure this out and let him do his thing. And here's this other thing that we can do and give him this and have, you know, you follow him and help him and do your thing. And, and all. But she's just so driven and uh, there's clearly something, and I don't know if they're ever going to touch on it, but there's clearly something that's happened to her to remove a lot of the emotionality out of her decisions. And she doesn't, she doesn't, it's not, I don't think she's capable of caring. Um, It's not that she doesn't care. I don't think she's capable of it. It, It's not that she's driven or that like the, the power play move that she did in the meeting with the generals like that. That's all like, yeah, badass bitch. It's 
I want the perfect brain in the universe. I will use myself. <laughs> it is a little bit conceited. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. The, uh, the mainline story pits the Covenant who are looking for immortality and the way to clean the entire universe of everyone but themselves. And that's what the prophets are doing with the Covenant. Um, and they've added this new human-esque. I don't know if she's fully human. Yeah. Uh, but the, the Blessed One, this is a brand new character. And I think that there's a little bit of an interesting cross story that, you know, we're talking about Halsey being driven in a scientific way and trying to do things to find immortality, you know, through science and development. <clears throat> and then you've got the Blessed One who's trying to find what we will find out is the ring, you know, the sacred ring, a.k.a. the halo. Um mm-hmm. And they're trying to achieve immortality through that. So I think the the juxtaposition of the science with Halsey and the Blessed One who's trying to do this through, you know, religion, basically. I think that's kind of a fun... Um, yeah, it is part of the story, religion backstory. versus science. Yeah. yeah. And the Blessed One's a brand new character. That was never in any of the games, but I do like yeah. that they've added a human element to it. Um but, you know, she's not going to last uh, forever because she doesn't. That's yeah. Not. No. With the, well, as far as you know. Yeah. Right? I mean, they can do whatever they want. Um, I mean, they, already, they, they already took the man's helmet off knowing what it was going to cause to Halo fans I, around the world. I have no I, issue with that. that. I didn't I didn't that. No, I didn't care. I, I, yeah. I didn't care either. But there was there was a backlash. And it was well and a, this was the same backlash, backlash with the Mandalorian. You know, it's like yeah. but yeah, same oh, one. And I actually we had that discussion. I was because Mark was like, oh wow, the helmet's off already. And I was like, is that like a Mandalorian thing? Like they're not supposed to have faces. Well but the very first thing you do in the very first part of Halo is you reboot they reboot the system and then he puts his helmet on and turns on the computer. Like that's yeah. the very first thing that happens. So from that point on, to the end of the game series, you don't ever take your helmet off. And so it's it's not really like an unspoken thing like the Mandalorian. It's just the way it's built is you just have his helmet on. Well, no, it, it wasn't unspoken, Mark. The, yeah, the, it was the existing. Yeah, and they absolutely yeah, said you cannot take your helmet off. Did you take yeah. it off? Well, then you're out of here. Well, I'm just saying that there's no there's no rule of law in Halo universe. He's just correct. That's yeah. the way yeah, they, they just never did it, right? Yeah, they just never did it. They didn't oh, want to give him a face. Microsoft just didn't want to give him a face. Well, they wanted you to be the the, the soldier, right. right? Exactly. That was the whole point. That was the, That's exactly. the point of a masked hero is that you get to be that hero, mm-hmm. right? But when you're telling a visual story in in this medium, not in video games, but in a TV movie-driven style, you need to give a face to the character. Yeah, absolutely. It allows you to humanize, whether it's a villain or a hero, it doesn't matter. It allows you to humanize the character. Yeah. Which I really liked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Same here, and he looks like a guy that would be called John, sure. Right. He looks like a John, yeah. (laughs) I'm fine with it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. cool. John, let's go. Let's go (laughs) shoot some people, John. Let's go shoot it's you know better that he has like a more generic type of name you know as opposed to being like Aston. well and that is also completely intentional with when they first developed the halo series they wanted john to be that average name yeah 
Yeah, it allows John anybody to step into that role. It's just yeah. John. It's exactly. just a John Doe thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Last of the Spartans. Yeah, it's 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 a it's both what they did in the video games and what they did in the series so far are necessary elements for that type of storytelling. Agreed. And I I I, I enjoy it. I like I like what they're doing with this story. They're giving us something that we didn't know about. And, and that's I think really, that's really what it cool. Be. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Uh, speaking of things that we didn't know until uh, watching them on the TV, in Picard, we learned that um, a bitch can sing. <laughs> <laughs> and she has great tits. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. There were other things in that episode, too, but that red dress, man. Now, the one thing I did know that that I did notice is somebody had to cue the spotlight guy. Oh, I know. And they they had to have a song ready to go with the band. And I mean, it was... Well, you know, once she starts singing the song, the band can improvise if they're a good jazz band, but... The one element that you can't improvise is the spotlight. I just, it's funny. It's just kind of a very Star Trek-y thing. You know? Okay. Yeah. The Borg Queen took over the electronics, shut them all down, <laughs> and then she used her Borg Queenie powers to get the spotlight on her. Hey, it's all it's all good. I just thought I think it's a funny observation. Yeah, I had the same one. I was like, this very, is a very little, li- little Trekkie contrivy <laughs> yeah. holodecky. Holodeck, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, um, Okay, Vic I'm going to go with it, but I'll I'll just go with it. It's a little Vic Fontaine. <laughs> yeah, just a little. Just a little Vic Fontaine. I I enjoyed the shit out of it. I thought it was a great episode. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That that part aside where I'd, I I cuz I when I'm watching something like that, I absolutely suspend belief. I mean, you have to to enjoy it, right? And that's yeah, the, exactly. the brilliant part about science fiction fantasy. Well, Otherwise, you're just going to make yourself very angry all the time. Right, right. Doesn't make any sense. You want to be entertained. Um, But when something like that happens, I get kicked out of that mode just a little bit. I'm like, bruh, come on. Come on. Come on, bruh. Bruh. Right, bruh. Uh, um, The the part when Picard is in the, the clinic and explodes the, the machine. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> and and then, then what's his name? Rios. Yes, Rios is just <clears throat> like, your kid must have broken it. Yeah. <laughs> and she it, she's like, you're blaming an innocent child, you asshat. <laughs> she ever had any uh, transplants? You know, heart, lung, spleen? Yeah, all of them. Every one. <laughs> Every one of them. <laughs> well, I mean, they did that whole episode where he had, where he's explaining um, in uh, Next Gen, where he's explaining the the heart that he has. Mm-hmm. Well, he doesn't have to worry about that heart anymore because all yeah. of his words are artificial intelligence now. Anyways, after yeah, <clears throat> after him being a, with him, well, no, him after, no, him a robot after the end of season oh, one. Yeah. yeah, that and that was my thing. Why is he bleeding? Uh, because the, the blood was from somewhere else. The spotlight guy had the blood. 
Through the big No. The spotlight guy is in on it. Nope. Because the blood was from somewhere else. (laughs) The spotlight guy had fake blood in his pocket. Try, bud. He he kicked, you know, threw the fake blood after he moved the spotlight all over for. Okay, okay. (laughs) Possibility. When he went into the alternate universe, right? He has more human parts now. And now he's traveled back in time, still in that altered universe. So what happened didn't actually happen, and he's got blood. He, he he broke the he broke the defibrillator, and they said all of his parts have been swapped out. Well, and now you're just explaining the problem of time travel. And the, 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 the problem. Well, <laughs> the thing that didn't happen that you now don't have to fix because you already fixed it. So you wouldn't have gone back in time to fix it. Right. The built-in redundancy of time travel. (laughs) We call those paradoxes. Mm -hmm. It's like any Yehu that says uses the uh, the uh, interjection. Yeah, no, and then tells a story. I cut them off instantly and said, "You just created a paradox. You an alternate universe. Yeah, you bastard." (laughs) Oh. That reminds me, just because you're talking about people who are bastards. Um, <laughs> did you say Merry Christmas to anybody today at work? Like five or six people. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't contain myself. I, I, I said it to like the first person that came in. As we were leaving uh, the, the Avs game last night, this guy behind us was like, okay, Merry Christmas. And the security guard's like, yeah, you too. And then we just kind of heard it. Like in oh, the periphery, I, I and, and, it was, and, and I was just like, I was like, is that that guy? And then he was like, yeah, because I just want to see what people will say. As soon as he said it, I turned around and caught his eye, and he just started laughing. I was like, I'm going to say that to everyone. Yeah. And then there was a whole discussion, um, a la Eddie Izzard, of it's only ten percent of what you say. Yeah, for the the Brian Regan, you too. Take yeah. luck. Your toe. Take luck when you get it. Just take it. <laughs> I couldn't contain myself. The first person that came in. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Merry Christmas. All right. Can I get a number three? Do <laughs> they even respond or just? No, like, they don't care. Nobody listens to what you're saying. You're just a face that's making a sandwich for them. They don't give a shit. I've literally just stood there to somebody when they go, how are you doing today? And gone, and they do nothing. (laughs) I will literally stare at the wall over here and take their order and they do nothing. People are sheep. It's great. All right. Sheeple. Yep, that's totally getting on the list. That's fantastic. Okay, um, let's see what else. Okay, sticking with Disney Plus, uh, or jumping back to Disney Plus, as it were, uh, Disney Plus is going to be releasing another uh, TV show because they're all about the the shows right now, uh, which is good because the Disney movies from when I was a kid um, the ones that were made for Disney Channel are all kind of shit. They do not hold up. 
you know, like stepsister from Planet Weird. You know, my mom's dating a vampire. Well, they were stuff. trying. They were trying to out Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Exactly. And that's not Disney shtick. They're not the cool kids. Well, apparently, uh, since the Disney has announced the the trans actress, they did just out Nickelodeon hmm. because of the whole JoJo Siwa thing. Yeah, oh, like getting invited to the Kids yeah. Choice Awards. I was going to say she just got denied entrance to the Kids Choice Awards. So. And her song was featured in the, the awards. Yeah, she was nominated. I was going to say, she's a Nickelodeon star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she still is, but she was. No, she still is. She still she's is. still on the channel and such. Oh, well. Ouch. But anywho. Oh, yeah. No, Pe- she threw people a are... Actually, she didn't throw a fit. She just said... Oh, yeah, she um, didn't have to. <laughs> I wasn't there because I wasn't invited. Yeah. And then the internet threw a fit. Yeah, yeah the internet threw a fit for her. Yes. As it does. Which is why we love the internet. Which in this situation, yeah, oh, she was wrong. No, no, no yeah. judgment. It, yeah. it should have. That should have happened. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, but Disney, back to my original point, um, is turning National Treasure into a TV show. Good. Uh, I really enjoyed the first National Treasure movie. The second one was eh. It was okay. But I really liked the first one. They're fun. Yeah. Um, and uh Justin Bartha, who played Riley in both of the movies um fifteen years ago, is going to be back. Well, what has he done in the last fifteen years? Uh, uh nothing that I can think of. Oh, yeah. Justin Bartha? Nothing. Yeah. So Nick Cage is not gonna be in here. Um Diane Kruger is not gonna be in these. Um, but well, and he's only technically a guest star, so we yeah. don't even know what role he's actually going to play in the story. And honestly, it may just be he's in the first episode uh, long enough to show that it's still tying the the movies into the TV show. Well, maybe That's what I'm here. guessing. Honestly, is that they're trying to provide a connection so that they can use this IP to, you know, make it. Maybe he's going to be like the new Charlie for Charlie's Angels. That'd be interesting. Just make him like he's the guy that sends people on missions. You know what? I would be cool if this was very Charlie's Angels-esque, just because Catherine Zeta-Jones has been tied to this new series. And I don't care how old that woman gets, she is hot as fuck. Listen to her, Mark. Listen to her. I, I have no problem with Catherine Zeta Jones. I just didn't know that you had a thing with. Dude, hot is hot. I don't care. Plus, that woman is insanely talented. Like, oh, yeah. nominated for Tony's. You know, the, she can sing, she can dance. I just love her. Her version of a uh, little night music uh, with Angela Lansbury is my favorite. I have a small tangent. Okay. You just said something about Broadway. Yes. Did you guys see that Pamela Anderson premiered on Broadway over the weekend? I did not know she was premiering in anything. Yeah, she's on Broadway now. That Why? hurts my soul. I don't know. I don't know. But it was I saw it on the internet, so it must be true. 
Joel hey. Gray celebrated his 90th birthday doing a whole Broadway rendition of a number of his shows in Times Square mm -hmm. with a number of other Broadway stars. Can we focus on that instead? Was it like when Andrew Lloyd Webber turned 170 and he was DJing in the booth at his 90th at his party? I'm pretty sure Andrew Lloyd Webber will always be younger than Joel Grey, no matter how old either one of them gets, and not chronologically speaking. Just like Joel Grey has been old for like the last 40 years. <laughs> okay. Andrew Lloyd Webber is still living like he's 25. <laughs> this is my point. More power to him. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm down with it. If I was Andrew Lloyd Webber, I'd do the same thing. I'm not. Right. Whoa. Back to Justin Bartha, by the way. Um, yeah. He actually did something pretty significant that we all forgot. What's that? He is the groom in The Hangover. Yeah, but he's not in the movie. Uh, it, but he's see that's significant. If if well, he's not getting married and doesn't end up on the roof, and he's in all three movies. Yes, I know he's he's yeah, Doug, but, but that that movie's not about him. I, I know it's not about him, but he's <laughs> he's the catalyst. You don't he have would... that guy doing that thing, then those dudes don't do that those things. Okay, he was there. You're right. He got a paycheck for that. Mm -hmm. Got sunburned. The best part about him being in that movie was the song that was written about him dying. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against Justin Bartha, but I I don't stand corrected. He has done nothing in the last fifty years. <laughs> That's not nothing. That, that Has is he done anything else yeah, legitimately? Like, he was no, passed out on the roof the whole time. Absolutely. He did none of the shenanigans. No, none of the shenanigans. Yeah, so he did nothing. Literally he took nothing. a really long nap. <laughs> he literally did nothing. Well, and I'm sure he's done other stuff. I don't dispute that he's probably been in you know, movies and TV or something, I'm sure. but Name half of one. It, Matt looks like he's Googling. I couldn't tell you that answer. That's, that's, on what he's that's how I was reminded he was Doug. <laughs> I'm scrolling through his. Yes, but you have right you have Google face. Yeah, I'm just looking. looking I'm reading his filmography. It's right here. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you're looking at your second screen. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, his eyes do this thing when he has Google face. You do get a Google face. Oh yeah, Matthew, my my oldest gets it too. It's kind of like. One eye gets a little bit wider than the other. His is way more pronounced than mine, but he's always done it since he was a wee lad. He, whatever he was doing, if he was concentrating on something or looking at something or playing with Legos or reading or whatever, he'd just go all the time. He still does it. Yeah, which is funny because his twin doesn't. <laughs> well, it's because he's white. <laughs> if I was black, I would do that. Right, but then Matthew would have to be white. Yeah, but we would look the same. Right. Inside family jokes, making it in the podcast. But um, tis. Remind me to tell you about white twin and black twin. Yeah. <laughs> and a very drunk little sister. It's a good story. Okay, so moving on, uh, because. Mark and Matthew really don't look anything alike. Uh, 
I have nowhere to go with this other than to make a complete <laughs> random tangent. Oh, here you go, go. family. Let's go. Um, last week we talked about Jared Padalecki leaving Walker, Texas Ranger, or Walker, um, to go and do season four of The Boys. And we uh, we guessed that it was due to the fact that he misses his bro, his dude, uh, Jensen Eccles. Because after doing 15 seasons together, you know, they're each other's sons, God, children's godparents, and like they're family. Like, you know, that's just the way it is. Uh, however, Jensen Eccles just directed an episode of Walker. So they're apparently still working together. So my yeah. guess is that Jensen Eccles is getting a lot of nerd fandom attention because of the boys because he beefed up he grew the beard he he he's stepped away from the dean character he was batman yes uh the voice of anyhow um counts it does when we talked about the batman multiverse <clears throat> and he's a damn good voice actor uh but Jensen is getting all of this like pop culture fandom with the boys. Whereas Jared, it's like, I've not watched a single episode of Walker. I have no intention of watch, watching any of it because I think the premise is dumb. It was dumb in the 90s. But that's, I think that he's just, he's like, well, my bro's getting more attention. So, uh, I'm going to quit this show and go do his show. I've been holding on <laughs> since you told me this yesterday. Okay. All I know about Supernatural is that I think these two characters, who these two actors who are mm-hmm. the main two characters from Supernatural, right? Uh-huh. Uh, nerd gay Twitter was obsessed with the fact that they were probably not just bros, but like bros. And they actually went to that effect in the last season a little bit? Uh, no. Uh, it was not between Jensen and Jared. It was between Jensen Eccles' character and Misha Collins' character. No. Cast Jill. Yeah. Yeah. So the oldest brother had um, a gay love affair with a fallen angel. Ah. I, that's my the extent of my supernatural knowledge. And, you know... I know that basketball was on at late night at Old Chicago. You are not completely wrong, though, because they do this. They do a, a supernatural con thing mm-hmm. after that they find out that they're characters in a story that's being written. And they have a fandom that had that part of that story is that they were shipped as a couple. Even though oh, yeah. Dean and Castiel were shipped hard. Well, no, I'm saying even... Uh, Dean the and Sam. Brothers, yeah, Dean, yeah, they were shipped, and they bring that idea up during a supernatural con thing that they were they were shipped as a couple, and it's like, oh, dude, we're brothers. It's fucking gross. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> they they bring that idea up, like whatever someone gets, like a this that celebrity passion, you know, in their fandom, they eventually get you know sexualized at some point, and they yeah. put them together. Yeah. Well, it was like uh, um, Poe Dameron and uh, 
the, 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 the BB-8. Yeah, <laughs> the walking, the walking sex toy. Um, <laughs> what are you talking about the Finn? John Boyega's character. What was John Boyega's character? Finn. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of uh, yeah guy love between two guys in that, mm. and then they just yeah. dropped it. It, it blows up. Yeah, the and they were put together pretty quickly after the right. first movie. Does anybody remember when the the BB-8 um, like Bluetooth controlled toys came out? Mm-hmm. This was like yeah, right when the right first movie came out. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they had a little camera in their in their heads, and kids were putting them up. People like were like controlling them to go up of girls' skirts and stuff. No, oh, I didn't know that, but and it was a really big thing. It actually, sense. was yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and then might then. Uh, my older brother got one for dad for Christmas. <laughs> also makes sense. <laughs> he wanted one of those, though. I don't know if that was the purpose why he wanted it, but he did want one of those. It doesn't matter. The point is that the two things should not be related, and yet in my brain, they are. Okay, moving on to something that will not give me nightmares. El Pikachu. That'll give her nightmares. That'll absolutely give her nightmares. <laughs> yeah, never mind. How, how about how about a Poe Dameron gonk droid? Gonk. <laughs> I was going to go with Especially if Poe Dameron has a foot fetish. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell that to dipshit. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna. She that is, gotta, her, that is her boo. I know we gotta work that into the next one. Poe Dameron has a foot fetish and he falls in love with Gonk. 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 Walking battery with giant feet. Gonk. <laughs> Gonk Troy kills me. <laughs> Oh, we have successfully gooned the podcast. You <laughs> guys goon everything because you are the goon is, brothers. Oh, oh man, that, that is the goon <laughs> tangent of the night, ladies and gentlemen. Brought to you by my brother's an idiot. Catch us on Spotify. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, I got way more enjoyment out of that than I should have. All right. I Carry on. broke myself with that. Oh, <laughs> okay. So I was going to say something that makes me very happy. Please and then me. you distracted me. Sorry, Kong. <laughs> you want El Pikachu? <sighs> okay. And that is that Chibno will not be writing for Doctor Who ever again. Yeah. Uh, and they fully expect RTD to ignore all of the canon changes that he made. Well, he fully expects. Yeah, he uh, it expects. A, yeah, it, was, it was an interview that, that, that yeah. they had sat down with Chibnall. I was like, I expect him to ignore everything that I did. That Nobody knows where he's going to go with it. Nobody knows what he's going to do with it. I, mean, I, I honestly don't think – and when you get someone who respects the universe and, and did as much – to increase the um, the scope and you know bringing that deep beautiful story into modern consciousness I don't know that he's gonna ignore it um, I don't think he I think he'll try to write it off 
I mean, I, I, I think will will figure out a way to I, make it work. I, I, the title can, is going to go away. I actually don't think so. I don't think so. I think that's I one think of the things that's going to get kept. They're going to find a way to build it into the the lore better. I, yeah, I think what he's going to do is fix it. That's he's what I mean. Yeah. I think he's going to fix it. I don't. It, to ignore it is to just. Oh well, just kidding. I never said he was. I never said he was going to ignore it, but I think he's going to make it go away. Well, that's what mm-hmm. that's what Chibnall said. He fully expects it to get ignored, and I don't think oh, that's no, going to happen. No, it's going to get. Some of it's going to get retconned, and some of it's going to get written in as a right. different part of the story. Sure, and you know, as far as Chibnall not writing for Doctor Who again, he had a couple of really good episodes back in the Russell T Davies era. I don't really remember much of what he wrote during the Stephen Moffat era, which tells me that it wasn't really worth remembering. Um, but this his. As a show writer, he was just brutally bad. Yeah, he was not good as the showrunner. That was that was that's the biggest problem. Well, I mean, and he actually says, you know, will you when asked, will you ever write another episode for the show? He's like, absolutely never again. Well, no, because he's been dunked on for the last three years. Right. Yeah. Right? Three? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, three yeah. years. And right. you know, he does say that the contract was just for three seasons, mm-hmm. and that's why he's leaving. It's convenient. That well, I mean, I'm sure that I, I would say that too if I was getting fired. Right. <laughs> so no, my contract yeah. ran out. I'm good. Yeah. Exactly. I, I chose not to come back. He he did the he did the controversial thing from the outset. Um, and had he followed up with good stories or a good arc, or both, um, the controversial thing would have gone away. And it never did. Um, which is unfortunate, because Jody's just... I, I love her to death, and she just was set up to fail in the role. Um, but I, I got where he was trying to do and from the outset, and you know, I, I get it, and it made sense. But then if you follow it up with just garbage entertainment, it's never going to fly, regardless of how well-intentioned your decision is behind the choice. If you can't tell a good story, people are going to shit on it. And hence, three years later, here we are. I mean, the casting wasn't the problem. It really was the writing. Right. Mm-hmm. But the casting was controversial. It was. And it was a really big deal. Right. But we don't know for sure who the next Doctor is going to be. No. You know, and they may go, you know, controversial again. They may go uh, person of color. They may go another woman. They they may do any number of things. Or they may, you know, just be like, hey, we're going to go back to what we know works. You know, here here's a white dude. I think we they should do Warwick Davis. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I'm, I'm down. <laughs> that would make things interesting from a different perspective. Yeah. Have to really take that TARDIS console and drop it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, just Say give them a bunch. Just give them a bunch of step stools. Oh yeah, just give them like a build stairs in there. Yeah. 
give like them a rail, like a bar, like a bar rail where you, you know, they have the shorter bartenders and they have the thing they have to stand on so they can serve guests. Yeah, I was thinking that, or like you know, the the cat stairs that lead up to the couch. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, I mean the big the biggest issue that. Uh... <laughs> Gog. Tank, just keep talking. The boys yeah, are going to beat themselves. <laughs> the biggest issue that Chibno had was that he, <laughs> legitimately, he went too deep into the lore. In a story where if you're going too deep into it, it's not going to make sense anymore. Right. I think that was his biggest problem is that he he forced finite details into a story where if you use too much detail, it gets rid of the mystery. It gets right. rid of the it gets rid of the the science fiction part of the story. I mean, he does say that uh, Doctor Who is one of the, you know, only shows, at least he says it's the only show, um, without any kind of writer's Bible. Which is on purpose to a certain extent, because if you if you if you create hard details, if you create hard facts about this character, then you cannot deviate away from it at that point. Right. You can't give them an That's the problem. You need to be able to deviate from every story that's ever been told about Doctor Who at any point in time. Right. Because, this, I mean, the show was built on retcons, basically. I mean, they, they retell certain aspects of the story constantly, and it's okay because there is no finality to the story. He tried to create finality. And that fucked it up. It's plain and simple. Yeah. Yeah, there's a reason why we don't know his name. Yeah. Yeah, there's a reason. 60 years later. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's it's nothing against the work that he'd done previously because, to be 100% honest, I'm not what just, you know, I'm not sure what he wrote before either. I don't have a episode guide on where he was the writer. But he may uh, have done the Gooden brothers do the Google. Okay, you know I may have enjoyed what he did before, and that you know that doesn't matter. I, and I didn't hate everything he did. I just hate that he tried to, like you said, he tried to create a Bible about Doctor Who, and that's not what you're supposed to do with this character. That's why it's rewritten every three to four years. <clears throat> that's why the character is a new person, even though it's the same person. In a different body. All right, I I'm back to uh, not liking much of his writing. <clears throat> Dinosaurs on a spaceship was one of his. That's an interesting one. Okay. Yeah. Power of three. That was a Matt Smith story. Yeah. Uh, Pond oh, life. The, the hungry earth. And cold blood. Hungry earth was a good one. Hungry Earth was good. Yeah, I'll give him that one. Yes, but did he write the uh, Armageddon Llamas? <laughs> Llamageddon, as it Lamageddon. were. Llamageddon. Llamageddon, yeah. <laughs> Amazon Prime really wants me to watch that movie. It comes no? up constantly as a recommended recommendation. I have not seen it once, which is weird because I watch weird shit on Amazon, so... <laughs> Well, remember when we were talking about the Netflix shows? 
that mm-hmm. are recommended for you? Well, that's what I'm saying. I figure it would have been dumped into my, you know, recommended at some point from the weird well, shit I watch. I don't know what is wrong with our Amazon Prime recommendations, but it is giving us some of the worst movies ever made. <laughs> that's fantastic. I mean, there's a lot of that on Amazon Prime. Uh, There's a lot of crap on Amazon. Oh yeah, Velocipaster. That keeps coming up. Velocipaster. I'm gonna have that to one. That. Is it keeps awesome. popping up in my TikTok feed of all places. So it's like, what the hell? Oh, Warner just got oh. food. Yeah. You don't like Velocipaster? I've never seen it. I, I haven't watched it yet. I haven't seen it, but the uh, but the, it is on the playlist. The trailer is. You should watch it. It's absurd in the best kind of ways. I actually had a had hey. myself a good old laugh at that one. But I also enjoyed Lava Lantula, so I don't know. (laughs) Gog. All right. To cap out uh, the items that were actually on agenda uh, and talking about streaming shit is Batman... Um, is coming to streaming on HBO Max April 18th. Yeah. For those mm-hmm. of you who are not watching us live, today is the 14th. And holy shit, is this coming way sooner than any of us anticipated. Well, and I, it kind of makes sense. I mean, yes, they try to extend these runs out usually, but they made so much money so quickly. I think they made yeah, more than they movie? thought. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think they made way more money than they thought they were going to in its initial run in the last month. I think they made way more than they anticipated, and that's where they're like, eh, no one else is going to come and watch it in the movie theater. Let's go ahead and just dump it off into the stream now. Because they made a shit pile of money off that movie. Like, uh, Far From Home or No Way Home or Spider-Man Has No Home. <laughs> the one I haven't seen. I love that. Right, like Spider Man has no home. <laughs> Homeless Spider Man. Homeless Spider Man. That's what we should get. Transient Spider Man. Transient. Like, well, I mean, we he already kind of that's coming to streaming yet. That's going to be a while, and it's going to be Netflix Spider-Man. first, apparently. Right. I, I'm just saying, like we we don't have dates for the streaming for that. That came out months before Batman. Mm-hmm. Right, but that's a that's a whole different. I know. To, completely to borrow the term, it's a, it's a it's a different juggernaut, right? That's a whole other model. They're dialed in. They know their shit. Absolutely. Marvel, and even I mean, granted, it's Sony, and I understand it, but it's still Marvel, um, and especially the Spider-Man property. They understand how to monetize that. They've got it dialed in. And Joker's over at Warner Brothers still haven't got it figured out. So yeah, and right. that's and why they, the why we got the pivot. This this is one of the biggest money-making DC movies in a long time. Yeah, seven, seven, over $730 million yeah. Yeah. in cost a month. Them, cost them $200 million to make it. Yeah, that's that's an absurd number for them. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. if it's Batman, that's a big number for them. Right. right. Yeah, was... I'm just saying, I think it's... If you, if you could do the comparison, because when we were talking about opening weekend numbers for Batman, we compared it to Homeless Spider-Man. Yeah, right. Train car hobo Spider Man. It's still it's still apples and oranges though. It is, you know. 
But as he says in the wedding toast at the end of my big fat Greek wedding, apples and oranges were still all fruit. <laughs> What's hilarious uh, is it's listed as the highest grossing serial killer movie of all time. <laughs> Spider-Man? No, the Batman. No, the Batman. I was like, my big fat Greek wedding? so globally the dark knight was just a couple shillings short of a billion yeah and the dark knight but that was also was was over a billion well and then dark knight was also a different kind of movie also but there's uh, still batman movies right yeah pandemic as well yeah that was that was during the initial growth of the superhero movie. Yeah. I feel if like everything yeah. from like 2020 on is going to have that asterisk next to it the same way like in baseball when they added games. Pre the streaming slash COVID revolution. Post the streaming slash COVID revolution. And this, I think this movie will find a pretty big market once it hits streaming also. I think this is going to get them a lot of attention on streaming. I mean, it made a shit pile of money in the theaters, but I think a lot of people that didn't go see it in the theaters, it's going to be a huge bump for HBO Max, I'm guessing. Yeah, they'll advertise the shit out of it. Yeah. I'll watch it. Yeah, I mean... God, I'll watch it again. I loved that movie, to be honest. It was, no Way Home is pushing $2 billion. Well, that's because it's Spider-Man. I know. And it's the MCU. Right. And yeah. it's Hobo Spider-Man, who has a stick with a knapsack on it that's made of the webs that he shoots out of his hands. You're so... Hobo Spider-Man? Hobo... Train car Hobo Spider-Man. Right. I think we know what Mark is going to at any of the cons that we have coming up. Hobo Spider Man. It's only gonna work. It's only gonna work if you do this. We'll we'll loop our transient Spider Man into our Jesus Christ Vampire Slayer story. Yes, I love it. He's got to have a harmonica song, (laughs) and he just kind of follows. He just kind of follows Jesus Christ. He's like the the uh, what was it the the smoking man in the X Files? Yeah, that kind of thing. He'll just be in the background, and then he'll pop in and add something to the story. Yeah, you'll just see his silhouette with his knapsack, and then you'll hear the, the faint banjo, bing, 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 bing. Exactly. <laughs> you have As got... Jesus Christ Vampire Slayer walks onto the set for the next <laughs> You have got to send Tank that Twitter picture that that little kid drew. Oh, I'll send it to you right now. So there's a picture going around uh, with Easter coming up this weekend. Uh, oh, no. This kid drew a picture of Easter bunnies being crucified. And they even have little nails in their ears. But, like, one of the bunnies is Jesus. And he's all like, it's all good. This is what I came here for. Okie dokie. Was this kid listening to our show? In the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. They even have a little longinus with a little bunny spear in his hand. Yeah. (laughs) Holy crap. <laughs> this has been shared on our Twitter feed. Oh, uh, this gets better the more you look at it. Yeah. Yep. So 
So when you <laughs> when you hear me mix in the waza waza wa, that's what that is from. <laughs> Bunny Christ. But funny Pontius Pilot is in the corner just going, Waza, Waza, wa <laughs> That's that's oh man, I love this. So Did we determine if that was Pontius Pilot? Oh yeah, yeah Pilot. It says it, it, says it oh, there I, now you can see it. Yeah, I scrolled in. Yeah. All right, so I zoomed in, you can see PI. Yeah. That's it's on funny. his little crown thing. Yeah, um, I feel like Bunny Christ uh, with Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter is really where we should end the night. Almost because Spider-Man. does it get better than that? Train oh, it does. Your man. Gonk. Gonk. <laughs> Did Train Car Hobo Spider-Man have a sidekick who is a gonk droid? Can we make that happen? We're well, I figured the, the gonk we- droid would be with the ginger. Remember the one who's trying to yeah the ginger soul save saver. souls yeah the soulless ginger saving souls well, do no, the not ginger no, hold, whoa hold on do not sully the reputation of gonk droid <laughs> that's not that's not I, I will not allow gonk droid we can give the ginger a foot fetish too Jesus get over it <laughs> I might take to the family chat with that if he only knew. Yeah. <laughs> so Tank, we have so much to tell you. Oh, the backstory is going to be flying for sure. Before we spiral down into the <laughs> universe, um, let's just go ahead and uh, King Goom, give us your socials. All right, yeah, let's do all the things for all the things. Make sure you check us out on our social channels. At the Idiot Goons on Twitch and Twitter. Mark's Twitter is Poffle Time. My Twitter is Poffleupagus. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Search My Brother is an Idiot. If you would like to learn more about barbecue or throwing hats or <laughs> other stupid things that I like talking about on TikTok, follow me at King Goon Smoke. As soon as I get my. Uh, Streaming studio set up tomorrow. We will be doing some live stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. All right. Nerds That Know is just that. Nerds That Know on all of the socials. We are on uh, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Find us there. Uh, Follow us. We will be going to a bunch of cons in the Denver and surrounding areas over the next couple of months. Uh, to include up in Wyoming, down in the Springs. We're going to be a little bit everywhere. Uh, first one coming up is Anime Fest. So look for uh, the nerds there. Stop and say hi. Show us your costumes. Cosplay is always amazing at Anime Fest. So share all that with us. Uh, follow Tank, Knox Nostalgic Collectibles. Yep, or at Tank on the socials. Uh, yeah. And take you wanna, you wanna try that again? <laughs> yes. Find me on Facebook at uh, Knox Nostalgic Collectibles and then at Tank Knox at all the rest of the socials. All right, and on that note, uh walk softly and carry a big stick. Gronk. Gonk. Gonk. Gronk is a football player. I know who fucking Gronk is. Gronk. Okay. <laughs> just check. Okay, I'm just checking. You said. Gronk. 
Wait. Goodbye. Bro. Wee.